this is episode 662 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, August 2nd, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about what is this game called? What is this game called? It is called Super Mutant Alien Assault. I'll never remember that title. And maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll see when I get around to it. I'll also be talking about the curse and the darkness. The Church of Darkness. Oh, these titles, I can't remember anything. The Church in the Darkness and Super Mutant Alien Assault. See, I, I can remember the Church in the Darkness. That's a, a statement. It's a sentence. It's the Church in the Darkness. Super Mutant Alien Assault is just a bunch of words together. Uh, you know, you could, you could remember it over time. I mean, it's only four words, but I'm just looking at it right now. I'm like, you, you son of a biscuit. You're trying to mess with me, aren't you? Super Mutant Alien Assault, you cheeky little, cheeky little game. Uh, so I'll be talking about those two games, and that's about it. You know, when it comes to what I'm watching, I did watch most of Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and that's still a solid little family movie. It's not amazing, um, and I don't know if I ever thought it was amazing, but I was pleasantly surprised to find it is perfectly watchable, even though it has cheesy things from the what what was it early 90s late 80s i'm not sure exactly when it came out i feel like it was a late 90s movie because i don't think it was a movie that already came out and then i saw as a kid i think i saw it as i was a kid so it would have to be the early 90s in that case but um it has that era's cheesiness with the daughter cleaning the kitchen and putting on some tunes and then dancing with her mop. <laughs> she was just like, oh, God, I forgot movies were like this. It's it's fine. But it, it's fine. It's okay. And I like the effects. The effects hold up because they use a lot of practical stuff and things like that. Uh, so that, that's a nice thing about that era, too. Not too many movies mess around with bad CGI like The Lawnmower Man, which is an okay Stephen King adaptation. It's it's by no means a, a good movie, really, but it's all right. Anywho, I've just been watching more One Piece, past the 200-episode mark, which means I'm less than a quarter of the way through the series. And, yeah, tried to watch the copy of Mighty Ducks I got from the library. Didn't work, that DVD. So, too bad there. I've been in a very retro, nostalgic uh, vibe feeling, uh, emotional state as of late. Thinking a lot about all my classic games and that era and wanting to return to it. Which is part of why I keep coming back to the Polymega and I want it to be a good product. uh, Because it would suit my needs and, and what I would want to get out of retro gaming i guess you know i don't want to get the analog systems and get this system and that system and you know it's just one system um and i in no way want to mess around with getting crts i technically have the space for one i don't want to make the space for one though and i like i don't where i would end up putting crt is in my basement in a corner and then that would just be sad as me playing NES games in a corner of my basement like I'm being punished in school or something. 
but uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to go down that route. It just is it's too much of a hassle for me. I want things to be simplified, and I don't want to mess around with ROMs. I just don't feel comfortable with with ROMs, and at the same time, I've said it before, with ROMs, when you have everything at your hands, it's hard to play anything. But when I was looking through my collection of Genesis games, because I have a box that is full of my boxed games, and then I have all my loose Genesis and Nintendo games in little uh, storage container, not containers, but um, I have my Genesis games in what is a cassette tape holder because it's the perfect size. That's one nice thing about Genesis games. If you have a bunch of loose ones and you don't know how to store them, Go get a cassette tape holder at a Goodwill or what have you. You get it on eBay, but you're better off getting them at Goodwill. You get them really, really cheap. That's nice. And then I have one of the official Nintendo little storage towers that I hold that holds, I think, 20 games, 20 um, cartridges. So that's where I have a lot of my Nintendo games. And then I think the rest are just loose in a box. But when I was going through the container that has my box copies, one, I have four boxed Nintendo 64 games. One, I, I, I never remember buying a Nintendo 64. I have no idea where I got it from. I know I got my Sega Saturn from a listener, I believe Ben, uh, BC Retton, right? Um, and I never ended up doing anything with that, but I have that along with some like memory card thing and nights into dreams christmas demo disc and virtual fighter one and like a, a world series baseball game but i never ended up doing anything with that but it's there i think it works but um when i was looking at my box games one i have ocarina of time super mario 64 one of the south park games i i i'm not sure if it's love shack Chef's little party game or the one where you throw snowballs at turkeys. And then I have GoldenEye. Or not not Gold. I think I have Tomorrow Never Dies, not GoldenEye, which is weird. But I don't know where I got all those. And they're all boxed. The boxes aren't in the best condition because they're cardboard, which is one thing that sucks about... Yeah, and this goes with Super Nintendo as well. As opposed to a good chunk of Genesis games they still had. They had cardboard copies of Genesis games, but I think those might have been like early runs. I, I think they maybe phase out of those later on, and I still have some of those. But long story short, I was looking through my collection, and I realized I have way more box copies of Genesis games than I thought I did. I also have one PC game box, which is SimAnt. I got that because Gus Yu from Distributive Failure, anyone who's a longtime listener and remembers him, he loved that game, and I bought it at a store so that I could take a picture of it for him. And I think I was planning on sending it to him and I just never did. So now I have a box copy of Simant that I can't do anything with because I'm pretty sure what's inside are, uh, is it three and a half floppies are the hard floppies, right? These are the, the floppy floppies. Um, are those three and a half? I can't remember. Um, but I have Simant and then I have two Nintendo games. Well, I have three cause I have, Above me, my copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not the arcade game, the better <laughs> game where Donatello was a beast, and that's why it's the best game ever. 
featuring the Ninja Turtles because it finally shows us the truth, which is Donatello is the best turtle. But I also have Little Nemo in Dreamland. Is that the name of the movie or the name of the game or both? But I, I love that game. And then I have, what is it? Why can't I remember what the other? Oh, is Goonies 2. I don't know why I have Goonies 2, but I have it. I love the song. Uh, good Enough. Are You Good Enough? Good Not Enough. What is it? That Sydney Lauper song. I like that song, though. And I like the, the chiptune version in the game. But then I have like 30 box Sega Genesis games. I knew I had a few, and my most prized box copy is of Scooby-Doo Mystery, which when I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, man, this is in way better condition than I thought it was. It is in like-new condition. And a lot of my box copies still have the little hook tab on them. And I have the Scooby-Doo one. I didn't check all of them for manuals, but that one has the manual, and it's in like perfect unread condition. The cartridge, the label, and everything is in fantastic condition. That's my my baby because I, I adore that game. Then I have Jungle Strike, Desert Strike, Virtual Racing, Eternal Champions. Two copies of Batman and Forever for some reason. Not Batman and Forever, Batman Forever. Uh, I don't know why. I also have Shaq Fu because, of course, I do. And Char- uh, Charkley. Charles Barkley. Or is it just Barkley? Shut up and jam. Yeah, there's no Charles in there. And Barkley, shut up and jam because, of course... These ridiculous games. I have NHL 95, not 94, so go figure. There might be a few other sports games and then some other random things. I don't think I have a Sonic game. But, uh, yeah, I realize I have more box copies than I do. And I have, I think, Jungle Book, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Yeah. I thought I had Phantom 2044. I think is the title of the game, but I don't, and that's not super cheap. A lot of games aren't super cheap. It's annoying looking at these games and how much they cost, and when I hear friends or other people talk about how they found all these things at a flea market here or a flea market there, or they went to Goodwill and they found box copies all over the place, I'm like, what the fuck are you? I have never found jack shit at a flea market, at a garage sale, at a Goodwill. This is bullshit. But yeah, my local game store, which is where I got the Scooby-Doo mystery copy five plus years ago. I think I paid 35 bucks for it, which was hard for me at the time. I was just like, really? I'm going to pay $35 for this? But it was expensive when it came out. I knew it was going to be expensive still. And apparently now, complete in box, it goes for like 80 I don't know if that's accurate or not. Um, seal like 150 but... Not something I'd ever sell anyway, so who cares? But uh, yeah, I, I've just been in a very retro nostalgic mood and I, I want to play old games and I want a convenient way to do it. So I want the Polymega to be good and I want it to come out already. And that is it. And I, I want to maybe buy that copy of General Chaos signed for 60 bucks. Maybe. But um... I'm here to talk about new games, aren't I? Though, uh, one other big piece of news. Ninja is moving over to Mixer, which was weird. But okay, good for him. I'm sure he made a shitload of money. And what this will do for Mixer and Twitch, who knows? Maybe on Twitch now, people will have a better chance of getting viewers. Because everyone who is watching Ninja on Mixer or on Twitch, 
will be looking for someone else because they don't want to mess around with Mixer. Even though Mixer is a good platform, it's just it's new. And people are, are, are accustomed to the old stuff. They like to stick around with what they know. Steam, Epic Store, Ring a Bell. There's some uh, whatever drama with some Ublaz game, which I had never heard of until yesterday when people were talking about this stuff, which looks really, really good to me. My kind of game, 100%, but I guess they went exclusive to the Epic Game Store and it's going to help with funding and stuff like that. And then people lost their shit, even though it's the same exact thing that Ninja did. And people are like, oh, this is such a good thing. Good for you. We're so supportive. You know, you support your streamers, but you say fuck you to the developers. That's the, that's the wrong that's the wrong way things should be working. I'm not saying you should say fuck you to streamers, but if you're going to say fuck you to either developers or streamers, you say fuck you to streamers. Um, yeah. So, on to what I've been playing. And I'll start with Super Mutant Alien Assault so that I can get that over with and not forget the title anymore. Super Mutant Alien Assault is a single-screen shooter... And the thing that, in the description, they, they put this out themselves. And I think this is ridiculous, but whatever. In their own description of their game, the Citizen Kane of Super Crate Box clones dance with death through randomized rooms to clear your space freighter of eradicated, of irradiated aliens in a brutal arcade platformer shooter stuffed to the brim with unlockable weapons, explosive special abilities, and defense moves. Just, just calling your game the Citizen Kane of anything. Anytime anyone describes anything as the Citizen Kane of this, that, or whatever, get, uh, that's just, what are you doing that for? Um, and it is a single screen shooter where you take on waves of enemies. So to clear a, a, a level, you may have to defeat all the enemies. You may have to deliver fuel from the canisters to the fuel depot, whatever the thing that inserts the fuel into your ship, or you carry a ball to a thing, or you fight a boss. And I think it's usually comprised of either three or four regular levels then a boss fight, then three or four regular levels of boss fight, and three or four more levels, and then a final boss fight. You have these three stages. And it's it's all right. Some of the weapons I really hate. It What surprised me most, and I'm playing it on Switch, what surprised me most is that the frame rate can drop really bad. Like it can drop to ridiculously low numbers, when a lot of enemies are on screen, but it will always drop. And this is, I played it in handheld mode and in docked mode. Whenever you're doing the mission where you are taking fuel and putting it into your ship so that you can blast off, when the countdown starts going, you hear the countdown timer in the background. When it starts going, the frame rate drops to what I have to imagine is low teens. I don't think it's as bad as single digits, but it is really really low and it's it's impossible for anyone to not notice and the worst of it is that after you launch after the fuel has been used and the countdown timer goes up the frame rate jumps right back up to where it was and this means that enemies moving because there's some enemies that move really quickly and some that charge you like a bull and if they're moving really slow the second that frame rate goes back up boom 
they're moving fast again and you may not have the time to react and you could take some damage and that's frustrating it's also just really unpleasant when the frame rate drops that low in any game when the frame rate drops that low it is very unpleasant and that happens every single time on those levels without question i don't think it's a hey let's emphasize this and slow it down like with um streets of rogue which happens when there are big explosions it'll slow things down and emphasize the moment and maybe that's masking you know i don't know if you turn off that option if it'll still slow down a little bit and that's just like masking that hey when a lot of stuff's going on this happens but it works in streets of rogue and this is not going to be the last time i mentioned streets of rogue in comparison to one of these games but um it's very noticeable and it, it just feels really shitty every time it happens and i've played the game through for uh, a few hours and, and unlocked a bunch of stuff and you can unlock different starting weapons you play as a little robot and you're fighting enemies like flying bee things some that are bigger and there are like these machines that spit out radiation and if an enemy gets hit with radiation too many times they'll turn into a super powered version of themselves so you want to try and avoid that because they're stronger and they'll have special abilities like these fly things can then fling these little like acid bombs that will hurt you and also leave little passive uh patches of acid on the ground that will hurt you if you walk over them and it's just it's okay i don't know i didn't find it all that enjoyable it's not something i would see myself going back to all that much it is by no means a citizen cane of anything and yeah that that frame rate is really like i would love to play it it's also on steam i would love to play it on pc to see if that's just a switch thing or if it's just their current build that happens or if it's supposedly on purpose like it regardless of the reasoning it feels like shit every time that happens now, moving on to the Church in the Darkness. This is a game set in 1977. You are a former cop and your nephew joined a cult which then moved to South America and you are asked to go by your sister to rescue your nephew. And it's uh, set up like old Grand Theft Auto games, so it's an over-the-top view and you are trying to infiltrate their camp and find your nephew. You have to find uh, clues to where he is. And you can go about tackling this objective in many ways. You can be very aggressive and kill people. You can try and be as stealthy, uh, stealthy as possible and avoid people. Uh, take them out non-lethally. Hide the bodies. Uh, find a few camp uh, campers who are more friendly to you and may help you and you can help them out as well. You can just focus on getting your nephew out. If he doesn't want to go, you can just leave him there and go back. You'll be like, oh, I tried. Whatever happens, happens. Not my problem. I, I did my best and he didn't want to go. So who cares? And yeah, it, it's a game that was in early access, I think, for a while. Like, I remember seeing Game Informer do a um what what is it called that they do it's it's not replay those are where they play the old games the uh new game played today i believe they did one for this game 
maybe like two years ago. And I remember seeing it and thinking it looked really interesting and was excited for it. I had no idea that it was even coming to consoles. I'm playing on an Xbox One. And I was super excited to play it. However, it's a very boring, repetitive game. The, the way it's set up is that the two camp leaders will have different personalities in each playthrough. You can, after you finish one playthrough, go through the game again with those same personalities or not. I played through the game, I don't know, maybe 10 times at this point. I didn't notice a huge difference in terms of their personality and how it made things play out. And with each playthrough, you'll be able to meet like four, five friendly camp uh, or, or, or camp goers. I don't know. What do you call them? Cultists? Do you want just, is that just what you're going to call them? Um, but the thing that stood out right away was that I don't know if the frame rate is off or not, but it feels like it's constantly running sub 30. It just, it feels a little choppy and it should, like I want it to feel smooth, but it doesn't feel smooth. And given that it's not a graphically impressive game, there's not a lot of color to it. It's very muddy color palette it's very plain looking um you know the, the most color are in the like birds the exact birds that will sometimes fly across the screen but it's not the most colorful game and it isn't the most impressive game visually by any means so the fact that it doesn't run smoothly is problematic and this is just a constant thing it's not like you do this and like shit hits the fan and, and people are shooting guns all over the place that it drops. It just, it feels consistently choppy. Um, and I'm playing on Xbox One X, so. Um, but the biggest problem is that the game itself just isn't interesting. And the scenario, and like the way things play out, it just isn't interesting. It doesn't feel like it's always different. The AI and the world doesn't feel all that alive. It feels very basic. And it's hard, especially coming off of something like Streets of Rogue, where the AI feels very much so alive and the world feels alive. And the AI is doing its own things and shit can happen without you even getting in the way. You know, uh, other characters can interact with other characters and things can get crazy and play out in many different ways. But in the church in the darkness, it's always the same. You have your regular cultist people, and then you have the guards, and they all have their vision cones. If they see you in the vision cone, you can run away, and you just need to run away maybe like 10 feet, and they'll stop pursuing you. Um, they're not very aggressive. I'm, just, I'm playing on the normal difficulty. I don't know how it is on the harder ones. Um... And it's like the the AI, the guard, like none of them ever do anything interesting. They're just the same old shit. Like guards will shoot you if they spot you and you don't get out of the, their line of sight quick enough. Uh, you can run around all you want. You don't really make any sound. You just need to avoid the cone of visions. Press the B button. It'll show you every character's cone of vision in the game. And you just avoid them. So it's easy to avoid being seen, you can throw rocks, you have unlimited rocks, and 
Every time I've gone to see my nephew, he doesn't really want to leave. And even if he sounds like he wants to leave, when we do leave, he the like ending says how upset he was that I, I took him away. I'm like, well, I don't understand what this is about. Um, and at one point, I decided to kill the cultist leaders. I, I decided to kill the leaders. And I killed the wife without anyone seeing me, and I hit her body. But then the husband was on the radio blasting across the camp that his wife had been killed. How the fuck did he know she was killed? How did anyone find her body? Did somebody just assume like, oh, you know what? I haven't gone inside here to check on her in a while. Let me check on her. I don't see her. Let me check this basket where uh, maybe a body is hidden. Oh, she's in there. Now let me go call the the guy. We're not going to raise the alarm or anything. We're just going to have it so that the, the husband, Isaac, will be blasting across the radio that his wife is dead. No cause for alarm, but his wife is dead. Okay? And then I killed him as he was crying about his wife. Then I left alone. I was like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not getting my stupid nephew out. I just left him by himself. And when that happened, everyone returned to America. And they were a little sad, but they were alive instead of all killing themselves, which is how every other ending played out pretty much. Um... Also, the the nephew, whose name I think is Juan or something, whoever is doing the voice acting, they're not that great, and their voice does not fit that image at all. To me, at least, the the voice and and the image of the the nephew do not match up at all. Um, The voice uh, work of the, the leaders is okay. There's a song that I'm guessing the woman leader... Rebecca is singing and it sounds really bad and maybe that's intentional for it to sound really bad that she's not a good singer and and the song and everything about it is just shit but it doesn't stop the fact that every time I play through it it eventually gets played at some point and I have to listen to this garbage because everything that comes through the fucking audio system is so much louder than the rest of the audio in the game and it's infuriating because it has that like tingy hey we're coming from these loud shitty speakers sound to it uh but it's just it's a game that has potential conceptually like i I love the idea of the game so much but it just doesn't have any magic to it you know uh, the magic that was in a game like streets of road where i would play it and every playthrough would feel very unique and very special and have moments that would be memorable i played through this game like 10 times and there's nothing memorable memorable about any of them. I don't know. I found one guy who was shooting guns, and I was told to go find him, but I found him after I had already killed some of the other guards, and he's like, I knew those guards. He's like, first, give me your guns. I'm upset with you. Give me your guns. And I gave him my guns. And then he's like, you son of a bitch, you killed my friends. And then he started shooting at me. I was like, oh, great. Wonderful. Um, that's kind of memorable, I guess, but... Really, it's just, it's always the same shit. Uh, the the camp layout, I guess, could be different. I don't even know if it was different. Because it just, it looks so samey. Uh, yeah. I I really want to like it a lot. But I don't. And that's too bad. Because, again, like I said, I, I think conceptually it's really interesting. You know, and, and infiltrating a cult to save your nephew and 
having like it has 20 something endings and i've unlocked a handful of them i haven't gotten all 10 of them because I, I i got a few where i just like it didn't end up i found some cyanide pills and i took them and killed myself and i thought ooh, this will be an ending i was just like oh vic just couldn't take it anymore and he's like i, I don't want to mess with my nephew i just want to kill myself and then i killed myself i thought well, maybe that could be an ending that wasn't an ending and yeah I want the game to be more open than it actually feels and actually is. It just, it feels already very repetitive. And because of that, I don't, I don't have much desire to play any more of it. So that, that's too bad. And that's the curse or the, the church in the darkness. God darn it. The church in the darkness, which is on, what else is it on? Because I'm playing on Xbox One. It is on everything. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Windows, and Mac. And I recommend playing it on none of those systems, sadly. I mean, you could give it a go if you want, but uh, don't say I didn't warn you. Pick up Streets of Rogue instead. That's on, like, everything, too. Is it on PS4? It's great. Streets of Rogue is fantastic. They're very different tonally and, and all that, but Streets of Rogue is special, and The Church in the Darkness is forgettable. That's uh, pretty much all I've been playing, so I think that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kuznes. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. Speaking of video versions, the video version of the last episode was... Not effed, but it didn't end up going up because I was uploading it and then I deleted the file and I deleted it and immediately emptied it from recycling bin. So I just had to redo it and have the, the, the art for the, the episode as the entire video, which was annoying, but what can you do? So I will make sure not to do that today because I know how much you love looking at my face, you fucking imbecile. I'm sorry. If you like looking at my face, then I'm not going to hold that against you, but you're fucking weird. Anywho, if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye.